There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Intefold of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Intefold is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Go ahead and put your hands together for Jesus. Have you enjoyed the prayer time? Receive the heart and the anointing of the shepherd. Receive the heart and the anointing of the shepherd. Receive the heart and the anointing of the shepherd. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord and may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Today is the last last day. Hallelujah. Yeah. And then Hamatan is over. Amen. Now this morning, I want to introduce you a little book that by the grace of God I've written. I don't know whether you can pick it up. Can you make it bigger? Can you zoom in? Can you see it? Holy Spirit how you can relate with and know the greatest helper you have forgotten about your life forwarded by the prophet himself Bishop Blackwood Mills Hallelujah it has uh, 35 chapters Amen. The last chapter is how the Holy Spirit helps us in evangelism and church growth. And basically, you know, there are so many things you can write about the Holy Spirit. The anointing, the gates, the fruit of the Spirit, and all that. But in this book, 
I am helping you to know who the Holy Spirit is. But people, people often ask, so who is the Holy Spirit? And can I talk to him? Can I relate with him? Are you getting that? Can he speak to me? So who is the Holy Spirit? Alright, so the Holy Spirit um, and I believe that it's a good book. Hallelujah. Okay. Relating to knowing and not forgetting the Holy Spirit. The coming of the helper. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? Understanding that the Holy Spirit is a person. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is a person? And so many and how you can really relate with him. So you can get a copy from the bookshop and then you can also buy it on Amazon. It's already on Amazon. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this, uh, today, I want to start to share on an important subject which is very important of the whole Judy because I believe that the Judy is behind in this subject and uh, not completely working in the wisdom of the Father. John chapter 5 and verse 19 John chapter 5 and verse 19. Then answered Jesus and said to them, Very, very, I say unto you, The son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do. For so ever he doeth, huh? this also do it, the son likewise. NIV. NIV. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. Are you understand that? So if the father is doing something and you are wise, because for the father to do something, it means that he has thought about it. How many of you agree? And if you are wise, you will do the same. Because the father is wiser, the father is more knowledgeable, the father sees further. The father knows more. The father has many reasons to doing things that the son or the child normally doesn't have. I get what I'm saying. So if you want to do well in life, you must follow the example of Jesus. Who just was interested in you know, looking out for what the father 
was doing. And then he just did same. Amen. I hear you go home. I get what I'm saying. Look at the scripture again. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. So even before you can do what the father is doing, you must see it. And that means that you should always be watching out for what the father is doing. And there's something that our father is doing, okay, when it comes to the work of the shepherd, that I believe that we must all do. And that is shabby shepherding must go. Amen. We have been talking about shepherding. But what is the use of a shepherd? A shepherd can only be useful if he does some, some, some things. So there's a work for a shepherd to do. And when we were growing up with the older pastors and bishops, the work of the shepherd was defined as PVCI, prayer, visitation, counseling, and interaction. Bishop Kruvio was not it. Yes. But the father, the same father who taught us to do that, is now doing something more. The same work of the shepherd, he has expanded it. So I think if we are wise, like Jesus was, and we want to do well, we must also embrace fully and walk in this wisdom. Shabby shepherding must go. Amen. Hallelujah. I get what I'm saying. So I want us to spend a little while just quickly going through what is shabby shepherding must go. And uh, the uh, projector people, okay, if you can write down this mnemonic, and mnemonic is something that helps you to remember something very quickly and put it on the screen. So shabby shepherding, shabby is Okay, all the letters are together. Triple S. All right. It keeps on expanding, but I want to just give, you know, the version in the double mega missionary church. Book. How many of you have this? Or if you don't have this book, please. How many of you? You see, very few people. Okay, so get this book. I'm sure it is at the bookshop. Before you go, please. All right. Do you have some of the Holy Spirit book at the bookshop? You have some? Okay. All right. So, S, 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 
H H A B B I E. You can also write it. S S S H H A B B I E. Shabby. You got that? Shepherding. Yes, shepherding. One way. Shepherding. So S S S H H A B B I E. All right. And if you can line it up longitudinally, do you get it? And separate the. Okay, maybe we should do it this way first. So shabby shepherding, then mass. Mass is M Juju. S S S T T T Mass M Juju S S S T T T So one M two U three S three T Now don't say that that's not how to spell mass because we don't understand English. We are talking about the work of the shepherd. I'm not talking about grammar. Because already you are criticizing the ah, Bishop Pa. Shabby is H S H A B B Y. Look at what he's doing there. And then go, G O. Go, G O. Shabby shepherding must go. Amen. So, shabby shepherding must go. All right. Second Peter three one, and I'm going to be reading a lot. Second Peter three one. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. sent a letter that was intended to stir up the memory of his followers. He wanted them to remember some key things that were important for their lives. I have a little mnemonic here that is to stir up your memory so that you always know the key areas that are important in the building of a bigger church and in the work of a shepherd. And mnemonic is something that aids the memory. And mnemonic is something intended to assist you in remembering something important. We have here a little mnemonic that will help you to remember the different campaigns that are necessary to cause and sustain church growth. Amen. 
Now, if you can, the projector people line, you know, the letters longitudinally this way. Then we can take them one by one. Shabby shepherding must go. Amen. So the first S is so winning mission consciousness campaign. Hallelujah. And please don't have an attitude that you know. Because this is a church growth campaign. If you know, your church will have grown by now. And you know your church has not grown. So don't just say, oh, oh, shall we share the Lord? Ha, Bishop. Is that what you are coming to? Shall we share Our church shall be the Zekra. Where is the fruit? Where is the fruit? Yeah. And when we are copying, you must copy also properly. Otherwise, your, your copying is like a monkey copying. Because monkeys don't copy fully. They leave certain things out. So tell your brother that look. Don't I mean it's like, it's like you know. Your bar center, how many people are there? How many of you understand what I'm talking about? So don't have that posture. We all don't know. We are we are learning. We are here to learn. Eh? Bishop Apache, we all don't know. We are here to learn. Yes. When I look at your face, you are saying that even to start with the shabby, the way I spelt it, yes. it that even shows that you are doing the wrong thing. So the first S is so winning mission consciousness campaign. It's all in this book. I'm reading from this book. So I would encourage you even to listen more than to write so that you can just get the book. It's here. The second S, State of the Flock campaign. Every letter stands for a campaign which is a sustained or a systematic series of activities that must be done. Hallelujah. The third S is servants armed and trained campaign. Servants armed and trained campaign. The first H is hearing and seeing campaign. Hearing and seeing campaign. The second H is honor your prophet campaign. Honor your prophet campaign. A is anti-British campaign. Anti-British campaign. The first B is Basenta. Alright. Actually, actually you can also make it this way. Alright. You can actually have four B's. You can have four B's. 
So the bees can be four. First bees basenta, second bees basunta, third bees batenta. Proliferation. And then the fourth is building structures campaign. So make the bees four. Four. Okay. Make the bees four. So the first bee is basenta, second bee is basunta, third bee is batenta, fourth bee is building structures. And these are all campaigns. Do you understand it? Then I, I, but in order not to sleep, you should write a little, otherwise you also sleep. I is intimate counseling campaign. Intimate counseling campaign. E is equipment and technology campaign. Equipment and technology campaign. Shepherding. The whole of the letter shepherding is shepherd's control. Shabby. Then shepherding. That whole shepherding is shepherd's control. And now we come to mass. M is multiplication multiplication campaign. Jew is uncles and aunties campaign. Uncles and aunties campaign. The second U is understanding campaign. The first U is uncles and aunties campaign. The second U is understanding campaign. The first S is Swollen Sunday Campaign. Swollen Sunday Campaign. The second S is Sheep Seeking Campaign. Sheep Seeking Campaign. The third S is Sunday Management Campaign. Sunday management campaign. Then T, testimony campaign. The first T. The first T, testimony campaign. The second T, telepastoring campaign. Telepastoring campaign. The third T, Tangerine campaign. Tangerine. It's like orange, is that not it? A type of orange. Tangerine campaign. G. Alright. Bus, gathering bus, campaign. But 
But um, you can even have you can even have okay, so okay, let's follow this. When I get out, just uh, gathering bus campaign and then O is organized creative arts campaign. So that is shabby shepherding must go. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright. What is it? Campaigns. Series of relentless sustained activities that we the shepherds must do in the churches to help us grow our churches and cause our churches to flourish and do well. I get what I'm saying. You must have an aim for everything that you have been. Okay? And Jesus said that you have not you have not uh, chosen me. But I have chosen you. I have sent you forth that you should go and bring forth fruit. But how much fruit? John 15, 8. Jesus said, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bring forth much fruit. I see that. So God wants us to bring much fruit. And in the Anakazo story, okay, the Lord said, I want my house to be full. Hallelujah. So God desires, desires great fruit, a lot of fruit. Amen. Jeremiah 13, 19 said, I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I get what I'm saying. God wants us, you know, to bear a lot of fruit because, you see, a lot of people are going to hell. So when we sit around and there are few people in our churches, it does not glorify God. The Bible says the honor of the king is in the multitude of the people. And the destruction of the prince is in the lack thereof. So every king is honored when he has multitudes of people. But one day, God was wondering what Israel really wanted. He said, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. I will multiply them with men like a flock. But he says, I will yet for this be inquired. He says, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Psalm 2 verse 8, ask of me and I'll give you the hidden. I'll give you the utmost part. He wants to give us everything. I get what I'm saying. So, Judy, we must seek growth, increase, multiplication, branching, expansion, more missions in the name of Jesus. Now, what vision do we have? At least a few years ago, there was a vision of twos. Is that also? We are looking at how many people membership? How many? I can't hear. Two million. Two million. 
I getting that? Yes. And I think by now we should even move higher. Because two million may be like the population of Kumasi. Uh, uh, Maybe. You get it? Yeah. So, you must work hard. That is why we need shabby shepherding. Shabby shepherding must go. It's an expanded, far more expanded form of PBCI. Hallelujah. So we must all grasp it and practice them in our churches. Why? Because that is what we see the Father doing. Hmm? That is what the wisdom that God has used, given to him to build a mega church in a short time. In a short time. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So you can't say that. But he taught us PBC. It's true. But knowledge increases. I get what I'm saying. Yes. And revelation increases. If you are close to God, one of the things that will happen to you is that you will increase in revelation. Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of revelation. Hallelujah. So let us go through shabby shepherding must go and bishops, pastors, missionaries, ministers, shepherds, shepherds, we are all shepherds. This is our work. So in a normal UD church, what the work of the shepherd is shabby shepherding must go. In a normal, you know, in an abnormal UD church, they don't do that. In a half matured UD church, they do PBCI. But in a matured, normal UD church, that is following hard. Okay? What goes on there is shabby shepherding must go. Yeah. And what I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this morning is by the leading of the Spirit because I didn't even have it in mind at all. I didn't even have it in mind at all. Yeah, you can ask uh, Bishop Sam. I'll just tell him. But when I open my eyes, that is what dropped into my heart. Yes. And, and as I was thinking about it, I said, yes, but it's true. That is the wisdom of the Father. Do you see? Most of us here, if we are going to be honest, we will say that that's not what you are doing in your church. If you have not heard about it. Do you get it? Or you even think that, oh, some new, you know, like us, we have a lot of uh, jargons. Do you see? Mercy, Wazabanga. So you thought that after Wazabanga, that's the latest... You know. <laughs> Do you get it? Uh, how many of you agree that 
you don't really, you are really not into shabby shepherding must go. Can I have honest brothers and sisters here, including all of us? Yeah? Amen. The first S is the soul winning and mission consciousness campaign. The soul winning and mission consciousness campaign. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 11. For the son of man is come to save that which was lost. Many churches are not conscious of lost souls. Neither are they conscious of missions to win souls. This is obvious because of what a pastor preaches to their members. Today, most churches are fed on the doctrines of success, the doctrine of happiness, the doctrine of a good life, the doctrine of wealth creation, the doctrine of the marketplace, and the doctrine of prosperity. These concepts can be found in the Bible, and there are many scriptures that can be pulled in here and there to make everyone conscious of success, wealth, and prosperity. However, even though these ideas can be supported from the Bible, they are not the main doctrines of the Bible. These doctrines are side topics. These things are blessings that follow some people who serve the Lord. To build a double mega missionary church, you need to have a congregation that is conscious of soul winning. A church must prioritize what Jesus has prioritized. A church must love what Jesus loves. A church must have on its heart what Jesus had have on his heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Hmm? First Timothy 1.15 This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Hallelujah. So, this campaign is teaching us that all UD churches must be conscious of soul winning. Conscious. Amen. Yeah. If you ask, every church has its emphasis. If you ask, what is the emphasis of the UD? It's soul winning from the one. Alright. That is why the prophet has left everything and he's winning souls in La Côte d'Ivoire. So, soul winning, mission consciousness. So, UD, churches, bishops, okay, we must send missions, international missions, okay, local missions, soul winning activities, yeah, You see, yeah. We are not only building church buildings. We must also win souls and fill those church buildings with souls. So there must be soul winning activities going on in every branch, every church of the Judy. And it starts from being conscious that they are lost people. It is time to build a soul winning mission conscious church. What is a soul winning mission conscious church? A soul winning mission conscious church is a church which is conscious of God's agenda on earth. 
It is a church that wants to win souls, starts missions, and go into the world preaching the gospel. The pastor of such a church must constantly feed the congregation of the consciousness of lost and dying souls rather than the consciousness of materialism, world creation, business success, and marketplace engineering. Soul winning must be important not just for the youth or a dropout or the dropouts in society. In a soul winning mission conscious church, everybody is interested in winning souls for Jesus. A soul winning mission conscious church sends us missionaries to plant branches of the church in different nations and in different regions of the world. This is the kind of church that can become a double mega missionary church. So, so, you the bishops, we are in charge of the churches. We must have the same mind that the Father has. Hallelujah. Which is consciousness for winning the loss. So, let's make sure that our preaching, our sermon, you see, contain a large dose of such type of messages that will induce and stimulate our members into soul winning. Hallelujah. We all agree that soul winning is quite low in our churches. Our members prefer other things. They prefer other things. Music, dancing, going to the beach, and all that. Getting new jobs, having business, you know, and all that. But through our preaching, you know, you get what you preach. And let's be honest. If we look at the UD and we compare, you know, us with uh, our first love denomination, UD does not send many missionaries. Is that not the case? What explains that? We are not preaching in a large dose, in large doses, the type of messages that would, you know, stimulate the members towards soul winning. So let's make sure that we have a midstream correction. And starting from now, Judy should be known to be sending missionaries. Amen. It's a good place for you to acknowledge the goodness of the Lord. Number two, the second S, the state of the flock campaign. The state of the flock campaign. Proverbs 27, 23, and 24. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks. And look well to thy heads. For riches are not forever, and doth the crown endure to every generation. In order to be a good pastor and to generate growth, there must be a serious campaign to know the state of the flock. Information, data, and facts will become important if you undertake a state of the flock campaign. You only harm yourself if you tell yourself lies. If you tell yourself that you have a thousand members, when in reality you have 300 members, 
you only deceive yourself. You may impress people, but you will not impress God. There are a group of pastors who only love to work with the anointing and the Holy Spirit. They despise the use of data. They despise the use of data and accurate information. Such people have actually rejected the, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge. God is not against knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. God created knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. To reject wisdom is to embrace foolishness in ministry. I recently analyzed churches that were founded about 80 years ago. I realized that churches which took information and data seriously lasted longer and had many more fruits to show. Amen. It is important to know the true state of the flock of God. What is the spiritual condition of the people? How many young Christians do I have? How many youth are present? What do I need to teach the people? Do you know how many people you have? How many members do you have? Where are they? How many people attend, actually attend the services? How many people pay tithe? How many people are married? How long have people been, been married? Do we have old marriages or just new ones? Are weddings common? Are funerals common? How many children are there in the church? How many marriages are taking place in the church? How many doctors do you have? How many lawyers do you have? Where are the businessmen? Are there any other professionals in the church? What is the financial situation of the sheep? Where do they live? Do you know their houses? How many poor people are there? You see, knowing all this in your church will help you, you understand, to know the state of your flock. Technology is important if you are to master the state of the flock campaign. Amen? So, we must do state of the flock, which basically means knowing your sheep, their state. How many do you have? That's why we take attendance data for all the services. That is why how much income is coming in When I go around our mission churches, you know, you, 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 you find that many of them sometimes don't have money. The person has 70 members, but he doesn't have money because he's not thinking about, you know, the finances. But that is also important. If you're, able to, if you're going to be able to look after yourself, buy land, build a church building, you know, and all that. I get what I'm saying. So we must deploy all technological methods and strategies to help us in our churches to know the state of our flock. Amen. Hallelujah. Is it a good idea? Is it a good idea? Yes.
And the advantage is to knowing the state of the flock. Do a state of the flock campaign because churches are not great forever. Riches are not forever. If you don't take steps to know the state of your flock, your church will finish without you knowing. Yeah? Especially a large church. Last year, last year, somewhere in September, I think it was in September that the rains came abnormally. If you remember, there was a particular Sunday, all right, that 600 people did not come to church. Pastor Peter, am I lying? Eh? 600 people. Yes. And we notice it. Why? Because state of the, of, of the floor campaign goes on. Yes. 600 people. It rained heavily. I think it started at dawn or so. Is that not it? All true. And where we are, you know, when we see the clouds gathering, we begin to fast and pray and cry because, you know, the, the roads are so bad. The communities, they can't even come out. But the point I'm trying to make is that we, we, we knew. We knew. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah. So, and, and I had a mega church pastor, you know, who is a friend of mine, who also said that one day, 300 people did not come to church. Yeah. And sometimes you realize over a certain period, 50 people have gone, 70 people have gone, but you don't know. I get what I'm saying. That, that is why it's important for you to uh, have state of the flock campaign to know. Amen? Huh? Then, knowing the state of the flock leads to all your needs being met. The flocks are also important because as a pastor and as a shepherd, okay, as I explained yesterday, your prosperity and your blessings are also connected to that. Proverbs 27, 25 to 20, 27. The hay appeareth, and the tender grass showeth itself, and the herbs of the mountains are guarded. The lambs are for, the, for thy clothing, and the goats are the price of the field. And thou shalt have goats milk enough for, the food, for thy food, for the food of the household, and for the maintenance of thy maidens. If we are a good shepherd, you will have the needed finances for food, clothing, and shelter. You have all the finances you need to buy lands and properties. Many people have leave pastoral work to the uneducated. Many people send mental patients to Bible schools. That is a reflection of what they actually think about God's work. Being a pastor is one of the best jobs in the world. It is sad that many educated people reject the high calling of being in the ministry. Hallelujah. So state of the flock campaign. Are you going to do it? How many members are there? How many members are in the choir? How large is the choir? How large are the ashes? You must have data, 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 data for everything. And have a way of assessing. Increase, 
decrease, stagnation, and all that. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Yes. Huh? And, and if you don't know how to do it, find, find, find out how others are doing. How are they doing it? How are others doing it? Just learn. But by all means, please, let's do that. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Next S. So shabby shepherding must go campaigns. What is the first S? What does it stand for? So many what? And mission consciousness. Second S is what? What? State of the flock, what? Campaign. Always add the campaign. The third S. The seventh armed and trained campaign. Genesis chapter 14 and verse 14. Genesis chapter 14 and verse 14. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants. Are you seeing that? Born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. The servants armed and trained campaign it's about having many servants of God in the church. The servants armed and trained campaign is about arming the servants with the tools that they need. The servants armed and trained campaign is about training many people to fight for God's kingdom. Abraham had many servants. Abraham trained his servants. Abraham armed his trained servants. It is important that all the servants in the church are armed and trained. It is time to follow the example of Abraham who had many armed and trained servants. Amen? The servants armed and trained campaign ensures that every member is a servant of God. Amen? Malachi 3.18 Then shall ye return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between him that served God and him that served him not. There's a big difference between a church member and a servant of God. A church member does nothing for God. A church member just attends church. A church member sits around and receives a lot, giving nothing. Make sure that your church is full of servants and not members. I get what I'm saying. So the servants arm and train campaign is aiming at making sure that you transform, you change, eh? you move most of your church members from being just ordinary church members and to becoming servants of God or to becoming shepherds. You know, the more servants of God you have, the more shepherds you have in your church, the more stable your church is. Yes. Any experienced pastor will tell you that. The more stable. Shepherds are very important people. Members, they just come and go. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. And you hear people say, I don't have shepherds. It's because we have not trained the members. Yeah. So servants armed and trained. 
That is what we are trying to achieve. Amen. The servant's arm and trained campaign ensures that every servant of God is trained with the word of God. With the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you there or you go home? First Corinthians chapter 10, 1 and 2. First Corinthians chapter 10, 1 and 2. Moreover, brethren, I will not, I would not that you should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. The training of a servant of God is deeper than the teachings that ordinary Christians receive. A servant of God is immersed into the teachings of the house. These teachings become a part of their lives. Are you seeing that? So all the servants of the house need to be baptized deeply into the teachings. And that is, that is, and that is, how do you, how do you train uh, the servants? By setting up special training programs. Yes. And I believe it starts from New Believers School. Any church that jokes with New Believers School will not grow. Because the converts are not being trained to become, you know, people who understand why they are now Christians. You have to take New Believers School very, very seriously. My, in, my, in my church, my fight always is for New Believers School. From there, then you can get your potential shepherds. Yes. The same converts. You train your shepherds by setting up shepherds training schools. By center leaders training schools. Night schools. Camp meetings like this. We are training you. You got it. Uh, how do you call it? Uh, the one that we go to listen. How do you call it? Root camps, root rallies, different things. You did pastors, we shouldn't throw away this thing so. But they are not happening in many of our churches. They are not happening in many of our, our churches. This campus, the prophet has built it mainly for training. And we must be bringing our members here and in other places, those of you who are uh, our brothers and sisters in other places, other countries, find somewhere. Take your people. The main method for training in our church has always been camp meetings. Camp meetings. How many of you feel that God has transformed you already? As you have been here for five days. Yes. 
So you have to set up different training programs in your church. A pastor's number one work is training. Equipping the saints. Yeah. You must visit and all that. A pastor. Okay. But your main work is equipping the saints. If you can have an, a large army of servants who are visiting, who are preaching, who are, you know, strengthening the sheep and all that, far more will be done than you alone trying to go around. We've spoken a lot about that, so I'm sure now we understand. Do you get it? Huh? Yeah. Amen. The servants arm and train campaign ensure that every servant of God is grafted into the anointing. Into the anointing. And every church has his anointing. UD. God has anointed his servant for us. I got what I'm saying. I tell you, I will not, I will not deceive you, but God has blessed us with one of the greatest anointings walking on earth today. The sign that somebody is anointed is what you can see. The person produces. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And if you can see the works, Jesus says, if you don't believe, just believe because of the works. Yeah. Because the spiritual works are not done by education or all those things are good. You must be educated go to school, you know, this and all that. But that, that, that is not what defines it. That is what God meant when he said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. It's not by brute force, you know, and all that. I get what I'm saying. It's by the anointing. The ministry is by the anointing. Yeah. If the anointing is not there, Charlie, you pull, use all your strength. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 10. If the iron be blunt and you do not wet the edge, then must you put forth more strength. So the point I'm trying to make is that, okay, there's a great anointing. And many years ago, okay, I used to tell people around me that if we are not careful, that anointing will seep out of the house. And we will be here and we will see people who God is using by virtue of that anointing. And I, I have lived to come to see, you know, that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Look at this prophet of God sitting down here. He has forced himself to be here. As what are you doing here? Look, no matter where Bishop goes, you appear there. Yeah. He was telling us yesterday that that Tepa Crusade was there. One time we went to Korea. He didn't know about it. Korea. He didn't know about it. And Korea will normally arrive like Monday. The program starts on Tuesday. Whether Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Here he is. Ah, what are you there? So he heard. So when he heard it, he himself went to the embassy. I mean, whatever he did, did everything. Came. In fact, he told me that he had not even booked a hotel. He just arrived, everything. You know, I tell you. You know, and go and see his ministry. And many other such men of God. He said, No, you did. He said, No, you did. That's what I'm trying to say. So many pastors who are following, you know, the prophet now because of the anointing. Yeah. Yeah. The wisdom that God has given to him. Churches, big churches are copying. Yeah. Copying. Wow, come and teach us. Tell us. Show us. I get what I'm saying. But many years ago, he preached a camp message. I and my children. Where he was saying that the anointing that is upon him is not for him alone, but it is for him and for his children. And so we must plug into that anointing. Before anybody can have access to it. I got what I'm saying. Is that what Jesus said? When the Syrophoenician woman said to Jesus, Come and heal my daughter, he said, The bread, eh? It's not for dogs. The bread is for the children. Yeah. Outsiders are supposed to be feeding on the crumbs. But when you look at some of us, it looks as if that we rather who are the children are, are feeding on the crumbs and outsiders are eating the meal, and that is an error. And it is because we are despising what we have. We are despising what we have. Many of us don't even honor this anointing. Yeah. You see, you did pastors. Honor your prophet. Honor your prophet. You call yourself a UD pastor. You have no honor. You have no honor. You can't take something to honor. That is why you are lacking oil. A ministry is not by anything. A ministry is by oil. I tell you. You heard him yesterday saying that if people understood what oil does, anointing does, they will leave everything and change for anointing. So we must arm our members. Do you see? In such a way that they plug into the anointing in the house. And that is why 
we must arm them with what? The food of the house. The books of the house. The messages of the house. The technology of the house. It is the food that you eat that goes into your system and gives you the proteins, the oils, the carbohydrates, the vitamins, and all the things that you need. Similarly, the messages in the house, the books of the house, the videos of the house, the audios of the house, the camp messages of the house, the messages from the conferences. I get what I'm saying. The Macarius 60 audio. These are the things that we must be eating. And we, the pastors, must make sure that our members have. Yeah. Prophet has said it many times how the UK church became strong and grew because Bishop Richard would intentionally provide the messages to the members, the, the pastors, the shepherds, intentionally. Do, do you get it? So it became a church that liked the father's food. We should not remove the ancient landmarks. I think Satan is trying to do that. But we reject that spirit in the name of Jesus. We say we love what the Father likes. We love what the Father has. We love it. We love it. Yeah. The wisdom that God has given the Father. That is the wisdom that we need. You, we should not make a mistake. I've been honored to associate and interact with church founders, denominational founders, many of them, and the type of admiration and all that they have for this anointing. You have no idea. In fact, there are a lot of secret disciples. Prophet. Yes. Yeah. And why not? And why not? One time a great man of God invited me to come and talk about some of the food in the house. That is a huge, very impressive ministry. Outstanding. Very outstanding. Yeah. Days later, he sent me a text. He said, look, that thing that you taught eh, is the main thing that we are going to do now. Yeah. And I was surprised because it's a very big ministry, very impressive and all that. 
Yeah? And I shared on the art of following. And I said the art of following is the art of copying. And he said, look, now dear, you are going to copy. This anointing in the house has been invited to preach everywhere. Eh? We must plug into it. So Yudi, starting from this year, eh, we are going back. We love anointing. We are, we are going to soak in the messages. Soak in the books. We are going to soak in the messages. Soak in the books. Soak in the makane. Soak in the paimano. Soak in the podcast. We love it. But we the pastors, we the pastors must make sure that it happens. Yeah. And you see, as a shepherd, you must always want to expose your sheep to green pastures. Every time I'm organizing a camp meeting, I tell my pastors, whatever we can do, to help the people to come. Let's do it. You see, because in the church, there are different groups of people. Look, somebody said 10 Ghana cities. The reality is that the person doesn't have. But a good shepherd, a great shepherd, a chief shepherd will make a way. One of the, one of the ministries of a shepherd is the way-making ministry. Way making ministry. A shepherd makes a way. Yeah. A shepherd makes a way. If you don't make a way, you can't send a lot of people to camps. Not that they don't want to come. But in so, there are some people they can, but they, they, they misbehave. Do you see? But there are others too who cannot. Yeah. As we have been here, any genuine pastor. If your members are not here or whatever, I'm sure you are crying your heart. You are crying your heart. It's not that you are sending plenty WhatsApp. Are you watching? You know, how can you watch? At the workplace, every five minutes, his boss is calling him. It's a mechanic. They have given me eight cars to repair. He's under the car. Watch what. And why his electricity crowd doesn't come? There's no network. Well, what does he, he do? You see, servants armed and trained campaign. Please sit down. Okay, so the servants armed and trained campaign ensures that every servant of God is armed with books. Books! Books! 
every every member in the UD must have the Macarius Library. How can you come? Take this. Macarius. Yes. Macarius 60. Every member. Bishops, pastors, let's force, let's try. And do that campaign. So that every member. Every member. Yeah. And you, it must not become a statue. You, you'll be bragging that, oh, <laughs> Macarius, I have it, Macarius, oh, I have it. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not having it, it's eating it. The angel said, go for the book and eat it. Then you begin to prophesy, preach to many people, to many nations. Eh? Yeah. You got it. Books. I would, I would encourage every one of us here to eat these books. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. I tell the pastors, the missionaries, I say, look, where you are, if these books are in you, it'll be a blessing. Your personal growth, the growth of your members, the growth of your church, growth of your leaders, the growth of your ministry. When we are blessed and we are invited, eh, you don't need to worry. What am I going to preach? No. Yeah. Just let the Spirit lead you. Which of them? Which of them is needed at this time? I got what I'm saying. Which of them is needed at this time? Then you flow. And the books are loaded. For me, I cannot read them fast because every point is loaded. And you don't read the books as if you are reading graphic. Do you get it? Let me show you how to read the book. Should I show you? Okay. Every time you must have about four or three or five that you are reading. Yeah. Every time. Okay. And then this is how you can make full proof of your ministry. Don't start from chapter one to Chapter 1 to chapter 21. You'll be discouraged. Just look through how you can make full proof of your ministry. Mm. 
Obey your specific call. Wow. What is in it? Then you read it. Then you put it down. At another time, you take it. Find God's purpose. You read. You meditate on that. You'll be surprised that after some time, when you take the book, you have actually read, you know. And the idea, and the idea is not to say, I've read it. I don't think that I can say of any of the books that this book I've read it. No. You've read it. Where is the fruit? But you have studied, you know, portions, sometimes large portions. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. But the books are a lot. So it's a lifetime project. You have it in your library. And what happens is sometimes when you are praying, the Holy Spirit just puts something in your mind, then you go for a particular type of book. That is how to relate with the books. The same thing with the materials there. But can I, you know, people ask me, say, Bishop, I mean so many things. What should I listen? What should I listen? What, what is it that you need now? And if we're a pastor, okay, there, there, there are subjects for your personal development. There are subjects to teach in church. There are subjects, books that you need to train your leaders. You understand it? And then also books that you need actually for the ministry work that you are doing. For example, you want to grow the church. So you want to grow the church. Okay, there are books that are telling you what to do to grow the church. So as we are studying, studying them, that is the aim, to apply what is there to grow the church. And then there are books that you need for your spiritual development. I get what I'm saying. Spiritual dangers is for myself. How to protect myself from certain things. Do, do you get it? Yes. So that's how to relate with them. And, and the makane and all that. Is it clear? So books. Thank you, brother. But I told you, a couple of them, of them at the same time. So maybe today you just read something. Another time, how you can preach salvation. Just look at the chapter, you know, and read a parchment. So you read the book, the books in parchments. If you take this book, how you can preach salvation, you are starting from chapter 1, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. You'll be discouraged. How many of you know that you've been discouraged? Yes. Church growth, it is possible. Church growth, it is possible, has 18 sessions on different things that you can do to help your church to grow. You don't need to start from uh, chapter 1. Maybe chapter 1 talks about a, a burning vision. Even the fact that you want to have church growth means that the burning vision is there. I get what I'm saying. But maybe what you need is to make use of the woman in your church. 
The first time I read that, church growth and women, okay, a couple of years ago, I brought the ladies in my church here for a company, only ladies, and for two or three days, uh, daughters of what? Deborah's camp, yes. Only ladies, I didn't allow men to come. I was actually implementing church growth and women. I told them they should forget about beloveds, marrying, children, all that. Do the work. Now, as you are doing the work, all these things shall be added unto you. At the same time, you could be reading loyalty and disloyalty. Amen. Do you understand it? Good. The servant's armed and trained campaign ensures that every servant of God is armed with large collections of audio and video preaching messages. Audio and video preaching messages. Okay? And we have galop and free of charge. Where can you get audio? The podcast is there. Podcast. Every pastor here, every shepherd here must have the podcast of the prophet. Yes, you can have the prophet of other uh, men of God. But start. Start with the main one. Because the main food is the main. Yeah. When you go to a restaurant and you sit down, you are very hungry. You know, and you order the food. It can take like 45 minutes. Old. So, in order not for you to cry there, they will bring you things, starters, this, 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 bread, you know. I mean, you see. Yeah. Now, Don't eat those a lot. Yes. Do you see? Because if you really follow those ones, when they bring the main food, you'll not be able to eat it. So you just drink spoil, eat spoil, you just till the main thing comes. Okay. So in the UD, we have a lot of churches, but it is one church. We have a lot of uh, denominations, all right, but there's one shepherd. I get what I'm saying. So, before you eat the food of the under shepherds, eh, make sure that you have consumed the main food, and the main food is the food of the prophet. Now, it doesn't mean that don't listen to them message of, of other bishops and other pastors because sometimes when you listen to the prophet, you may not understand what he's saying but that same message preached by your pastor do, do, do you see what I'm saying? It will help you to understand it better. So there's also room for that. Is it clear? Eh? So the podcast 
Now, what What type of animal is that that we, we are being tormented? Eh? Podcast is an application. You know, when we were growing up, there was something called cassette. Where's my phone? Cassette. How many of you know cassette? A cassette sit in existence. Cassette. Eh? It can get torn, then you repair it. And then sometimes you listen, uh, then even now, the sound is gone. But you guys are modern brothers and sisters. You see, and our church is a technological, technologically oriented church. Now, most of you, the young ones, please make sure that you follow the technology. Technology is good. People sometimes use it for bad things, but you can also use it for the ministry. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, podcast. If you have a smartphone which every UD member must have. Must have. And these days, I think they have made such a way that you can get one that you can buy at an affordable price. Okay? If your phone is an iPhone, iOS type of devices. Huh? I think with them, it comes with the podcast app, or it comes with it. Do you understand it? Okay, there's it. I think it's, uh, Mr. Simone, I think it's move. Is it move? My wife says I don't know colors. I just want to check her before. Or purple. Is it purple? Yeah. Don't, don't tell my wife. Okay. It's there. So when you press on it, then you have to type that word mails. You see, then his podcast will pop up and they will ask you, do you want to subscribe to it? They say, yes. Why not? Do you got it? Do you have it on the screen? When you do, okay, he has different groups of messages. Messages that are preached on Sundays at the First Love Center. Messages that are preached during the crusades during uh, uh, pastor's conferences. Do you see? Which other ones? 
Okay, then there's uh, the Makane. I mean, we used to, Bishop Sam, do you remember Makane? Big one. Big. Big one. I have my special lighthouse museum. If you want to see some of those things, come out a small fee. But if you are a shepherd, if you come and you are a shepherd, you know, you prove that we are a shepherd. Oh, it's free grass. Bishop, I want to come to see the museum. The shepherd, yes. Okay. What are the five conditions for becoming a shepherd? What is a shepherd? That's all. Bishop, you want to ask a question, shepherd? Shepherd, dear. Me. No, be anything. Do you get it? Then. Alright, so it's on your phone. Hmm? Easy. How to neutralize cases. The next one is that you will eat it big. Eat it big. That's what it means that it is well with you. Next one, you will prosper. The next one, you will develop. You will increase. You will win. You will get ahead. You will do well. You will bear fruit. And you will expand. May these blessings be on every first loving. We used to buy. We used to buy. Today's message. We will go to the bookshop. Prophet, do you remember? The plastic bags load about 20. You are carrying. Pack tapes. We used to have what we call pack tapes. Yes. I got what I'm saying. But by the grace of God, technology has made it easier. So everybody here, you must arm yourself with the podcast. Audio podcast. Video podcast. Even the books are now being read. What else do you want? Then, if you want to download them, here, look at these uh, pop-up stands. Darkwoodmillsvideos.org. You can download all the videos. Have you seen the, the video that uh, we watched yesterday? Shamanai Shepherds. I just said, let's have that video. No problem. We didn't come with it in our hands. No problem. We know where to get it from. Yeah. Or if you want audios, Darkwoodmills audios. You see the videos, you say, watch videos, download free videos. Then here, sister, uh, there are two sisters there. 
Achian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dagwood Mills, audios.org. Listen to audio messages. Download free. Then, this way. Dagwoodmillsbooks.org. Get all the books. Even now, we have our music. The first love music. Is that also? Ida Live. Eh? And also as a podcast, it's true. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. Hmm? We are blessed. Is that also? Are you clapping your hands for the Lord? songs, they are our songs. Yes. Yes. I, I got what I'm saying. Just like uh, what's the name of that church in uh, Australia? Her song. Yeah. When you go to that church, alright, and you'll be there. I've been blessed to go there like two times. No, they sing the song that you hear, that's what they sing in the church. It's their own songs. So we to these songs must become our songs, our choirs must sing them. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Towards the end of last year, I told my choir director, Charlie, we are singing them in the choir. So now they sing them. Yes. Huh? Yeah. I send a WhatsApp to Ida and I said, Ida, which of the songs can the choruses, the choir sing? She gave me a list. Yeah. Jesus, Savior of the world. The songs that they sing them. They are songs. Amen. You see, everything in your father's house is yours. No, don't struggle in life. I said, don't struggle. We are not saying don't listen to other songs. Don't listen to other men of God. No. You hear prophet himself say, look, if I'm the only one that you listen to, you'll be limited. It's not a problem. But the thing is that that's the main food. Eat that one, then you can add some other ones. And also, what is available to you if you cannot make use of it? Do you understand it? It's not that you are stretching your hand somewhere. 
But it's available to you. And this is what you understand. You understand your mother's food better. There are some things that when I go outside, I don't eat. What we call in Ghana, granite soup. What do people call it? Peanut. Eh? Yeah. One day I went to England. I think it was my first time. I think it was my first time of going, 1984, 1985. Then I went to Sainsbury's, which is one of their uh, malls, is that not it? Shops. Yeah. And I was looking for granite pieces. You understand it? So I was walking. I couldn't find it. I was asking. I'm looking for granite paste. Granite paste? Granite paste? Nobody could help me. Then I met somebody. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But someone, when I said it, it's oh, peanut bar. Peanut bar. Then when I saw, I said, I want peanut bar. Granite paste. Peanut. <laughs> yeah. Granite soup. I don't eat it outside. No. I got a problem. When my wife does it, I don't know how she does it, but I'm okay. Yeah. So your mother's soup, your wife's soup. Eh? I got what I'm saying. So how many of us have accepted that we are going to plug ourselves into the anointing in the house? Clap your hands for the Lord. Amen. By the way, those of you with Android phones, you go to where? Play Store. Then what? Podcast Addict. Alright? Then you download the app, you subscribe, and then you are moving on. Is it clear? Is it clear? Now, before we leave here, before we leave here, we are all going to, you know, uh, download the app and subscribe as we are here. Is that a good idea? Hallelujah. Servants armed and trained campaign does not aim to have church services that are short. Eh? Yeah. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them ready to depart on the morrow and continued his speech until midnight. Acts chapter 27 to 9. Longer care services are important so that we can linger 
in the presence of the Lord. Backsliding Christians want to shorten every church service. They want to dispose of God as fast as they can. The Servants Armed and Trained Campaign aims to have many church camps where there is no concern about how long we stay in the presence of the Lord. How many of you are happy that we have been here all these days? Are we not blessed? Hallelujah. Amen. So let's move on. H. Can you put our thing there? H. The hearing and seeing campaign. The hearing and seeing campaign. Matthew 16, Matthew 13, 16. But blessed are your ears, your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. The hearing and seeing campaign is to ensure that the church members both see and hear the word of God. They must see and hear the word being preached constantly. They must see and hear the word of God constantly on television and on the internet. The sheep must hear the word of God through whichever technology is available. You must make the sheep addicts of preaching and teaching. A congregation who constantly, daily listens to the word of God is completely different from a congregation that hears the word of God once a week. Every time the word of God comes into a person, he or she changes. We are transformed by the renewing of our minds. There's a blessing for all eyes that see and all ears that hear. You must ensure that the eyes and ears of your church members are blessed. When their eyes see and their ears hear, they change and receive many spiritual blessings. Use every technology that is available to accomplish the hearing and seeing campaign. Use podcasts. Use WhatsApp. Use television. Use radio. Use anything. Use camp meetings. Use church services. Use crusades. Use smaller group meetings. Just make sure that your members are seeing and hearing the word of God all the time. Hallelujah. Alright, and one of the simplest ways is to make little, little video clips, is that also? Or, or uh, audio clips. Or, and then, yes, put it on your church uh, WhatsApp platforms. Just get one of your uh, pastors or uh, senior shepherds to be doing that. Easy. And it will be a blessing. Can we do that? Alright, the next H. The Anna, the prophet campaign. We are talking about shabby shepherding must go as the work of the shepherd. Lift up your hand. Say, I'm a shepherd. My work is to do shabby shepherding must go. When we were growing up and being trained to become shepherds and pastors. The work was defined, defined as PVCI. Yeah. We knew it by heart. When I sleep in the access of PVCI. P means prayer. V means visitation. C means counseling. And I means 
interaction. There's a, a whole book on it. Transform your pastoral ministry. Eh? Yes. But now, it has been expanded. And this BBC is still within it. It's still within it. Prayer is anti-British campaign. Eh? B, visitation, seek shipping campaign. Huh? C is what? Huh? C is cancelling. Is that also intimate cancelling campaign? So it's still there. All right. Transform your pastoral ministry. This one, and it's divided into four different sessions. Session one is prayer. Session two is visitation. Session three is counseling. And session four is interaction. Yes. You get it. And then now it has been expanded. And it is now here, the double mega missionary church. This brought us Mega church. This is now bringing us double, triple, quadruple mega church. Are you receiving it in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. The Anna, the prophet campaign. Mark chapter 6, 2 to 5. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence have this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and of Judah, and Simon, and are not his sisters here of us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, But in his own country and among his own kind and in his own house and he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. The honor the prophet campaign is all about, are you here? It's one of the most important campaigns. The honor the prophet campaign is all about increasing the faith of the congregation in their pastor. Where the prophet is not honored, there are no mighty works. Jesus Christ is the greatest prophet who ever lived, yet he could do no mighty works in his hometown of Nazareth. Jesus was not honored in his hometown, and the anointing seems not to work over there. Jesus could not do miracles, save lay hands on a few sick folk. How could this be? Jesus said that a prophet is without honor in his hometown and among his own kindred. In a church, a pastor is easily dishonored and disregarded because he's around all the time. His wonderful sermons are not valued because they are heard every week. Over the years, I noticed how church members disregarded the prophecies that I gave to them. They considered the great messages coming from me as good advice from a concerned brother. They did not even recognize me as a prophet in their lives. As such, they could not recognize and benefit from the great blessing 
that was coming to them from the Lord. Hosea chapter 12 and verse 13. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet was he preserved. It is important to set up a campaign that will ensure that the pastor is honored as a true prophet bringing the word of the Lord. When the prophet is honored, a great anointing will flow and many blessings will come to the people. Honoring the prophet is to honor the person whom God will use to take the flock out of Egypt and into the promised land. When the pastor is received as a great prophet, he will lead a large congregation out of darkness and difficulty. He will bring a large congregation into a great place of blessings. The honor the prophet campaign will ensure that the church members have regard for their pastor. To dishonor a pastor is to disregard, ignore, and to neglect his wisdom, his thoughts, his revelation, his teachings, and his ministry. But you see, the Bible enjoins us to honor the people who teach us and the elders among us. 1 Timothy 5.17 Let the elders that rule, rule well, be counted worthy of double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. The honor the prophet campaign will ensure that the church members obey, defer to, yield to, submit, agree, and comply with their pastor's commands and visions. The deference, the agreeing, and the compliance with the instructions are manifestations of honor for the prophet. Failure to defer to, to agree with, to comply with the pastor are clear manifestations of a lack of honor. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. The honor the prophet campaign will ensure that the church members reward the pastor for his contribution, his input, his wealth, and his very existence in your life. To dishonor someone is to fail to reward him or to pay him adequately for his great contribution, inputs, and his wealth to your life. It is important to reap the greatest harvest possible by appreciating your profit. According to Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6, you must share all good things with him that teaches you the word. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. To honor someone is to present appropriate gifts that he does not need, but are presented for the sake of honor only. A son honored his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Said the Lord of hosts. Unto you, O priests, that despise my name. And you say, Wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon my altar. And you say, Wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, The table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye, and if you offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee? Or accept thy person, said the Lord of hosts. Malachi chapter 1, 6 to 8. 
The honor the prophet campaign will ensure that the church members think well of their pastor and bestow on him all things that are necessary. Hallelujah. The honor the prophet campaign will ensure that the church members rise up before their pastor, notice him, and give attention to him because he's worthy of it. Notice how an old man is to be honored. You must rise up before him. Notice him and give him attention. This is what it means to honor your pastor and your prophet. Leviticus 19 verse 32. Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head and honor the face of the old man and fear thy God. I am the Lord. So, it's a very important campaign. And you see, when it comes to honor, if you don't honor, you'll not be honored. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for many years, the UD made a mistake because we did not honor the prophet. Yes. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. It was a clear mistake. And that's, we honored ourselves. Galatians 6 is we're honoring ourselves. And nobody honored him. And that is why many of us have not been honored and blessed. But thank God that there's a second chance. There's a second chance. Redemption has come. I get what I'm saying. So, once in a year, first Sunday in October, the Worldwide Jubilee Church, if you don't do it in your church, please hear what we are saying now. All right, that we set the first Sunday aside to honor our prophet. I get what I'm saying. Honor, and it's an honor. Respect, recognition. Okay, and when you are honoring somebody, make sure that it's an honor. Yeah. I've had several church members and even Bible students coming to me with an envelope. And when I open it, it's one Ghana city or two Ghana cities. And immediately I see it based on who they are. My heart goes out for them. Because that one city that two cities. I know. I know them. It's your life. Do you understand it? But sometimes somebody also says honoring you and it's an insult based on who the person is. You are not honoring me. You are actually insulting me. When you are giving offerings in church, is I don't just give any offering. I look through, I select the nicest of the notes that I have, the one that's the close to the nicest. 
I intentionally picked that one. If I'm paying my tithes, the same thing. Same thing. He said you offer polluted bread. Look at it. So don't say that it was just the thought. In your case, it cannot just be the thought. So, so what we honor with, how much we honor, is defined by who God has made you. Don't look at somebody else. In the church, when we are giving offerings, okay, your pastor says 50, uh, 50 Ghana cities, 20 uh, Ghana cities, uh, uh, 20 Ghana, 10 Ghana cities, you know, 100 Ghana cities. He doesn't mention 500 Ghana cities. By you, what God has made you. 500, that's it. It's something that, I mean, if it draws from your pocket, do not even feel it. Don't say that, you see, everybody is giving 10 Ghana cities, so you are also bringing yourself from 500 to 10 Ghana cities. You don't do that. But to whom much is given, much is required. How many of you are here? Amen. your prophet seriously. In the last honor your prophet, our children in the first love church did far better than us. How can our children do better than us? Because our children, we if what they have, we give to them. How could they? How could they? You see, then it shows that in the UD, we didn't take it seriously. Are we here or go home? And it's a campaign. It's not something that you just, I mean, pass a basket around. So, God willing, if the Lord tarries and this year we have opportunity we have to show the children that we are the fathers and the mothers. Apostle, am I saying something bad? Yes. Yes. See, Apostle is telling us. Then we must show that we are the parents. Yeah. You see, sometimes my children, one is a, a doctor, one is a lawyer. So that they think that they are high level, you know. So sometimes when we 
do some things, then they themselves will say there are levels. They, they will tell them that they are, based on what they have, you see, and what I'm showing them is ah, there are levels. There must be levels. One of them has a car that I mean the person likes, but once I went to see it, I said, oh, this is a toy. I said, I said this is a toy. Hey. But that person is very happy with it, but one of my children. Then then the, that person says, Oh, they are levels. We must show them if the Lord tarries and we are here this year. Under your prophet campaign, how many of us in UD are going to show the children that we are the parents and that they are levels? Clap your hands for the Lord. Amen. Is it a blessing? Yes. But see, pastors, if we don't do that, that's why we are also, they don't also mind us. You are complaining that your birthday, nobody minded you. It's because of your attitude towards the honor your prophet. Whatever people around you see that you are doing, they, they also say, ah, hmm, if you are doing it here, we must also do it here. Because whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And those of you who don't like sowing, you see, there's a scripture. He has sown the wind and he shall reap the. Is it like Micah 8 7? No, there's a scripture like that. Bring it up. Uh-huh. Hosea. For they have sown the wind and they shall reap the wild wind. What does it mean? Do you know what a wild wind is? Eh? A wild wind is like what? Eh? A strong wind that goes from very strong. Is that not so? I mean, eh? Yeah. It causes, does it, does it cause destruction and all that? Tornado and the rest. So, listen to what the scripture is saying. When you don't sow anything, you have sown a wind. Not sow anything is a wind. And whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. So you have to reap a wind. But that type, what type of wind are you reaping? Good measure. Press down. Press down. Shake it together. A wild wind. May the Lord deliver us from wild wind in the name of Jesus. And your prophet campaign must be something that you know, we do it with joy excitement, we talk about it, is that not so? 
way before. You don't wait to the Sunday before. Sunday after all your announcements. Hey, by the way, next week Sunday. No, that's not how. If you want to honor somebody, you think about it. Sometimes somebody say yes, and at the end, I'm saying my head. I look. If I get to I insult you, bah, or you insulting me. Yeah. I remember one time somebody was chasing me. And he wants to see me. And we pastors we are experienced. If somebody wants to give something, we know when. You know, so I like to see you, pa. I like to see. And I was busy. I said, wait. So I like to see you. I have something. You know, and I was quite busy. Anyway, eventually, you know, I said yes. Then he pulled out an envelope. You see, so he went. And when you're a pastor, when they give you envelope, quickly you have to look at. When I open it, I said, wow, look. The way he was saying, I want to see you, my expectation was very high. My expectation was very, very high. Oh, When I saw, I said, wow, look, I want to see you, I want to see you. I, see you. I don't know whether I even prayed for him, but if I prayed for him, maybe I would have corrected back my... Clap your hands for Jesus, someone. Next one. How many of you are understanding shabby shepherding must go? All right. Are we here or we've gone home? Are we going to do it? What is the first S? Sorry? Soul winning mission consciousness campaign. Okay. Next S is what? Oh, let's all say it. Next S is what? The next S is what? Servants arm and train. Next one is what? And the next one, the, the next H is what? Honor your prophet campaign. Is that also? A is anti-British. Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 21. For the pastors have become British and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they shall not prosper and all their flocks shall be scattered. Amen. When pastors and shepherds do not seek the Lord, they become brutish. Pastors who do not seek the Lord are dry, unspiritual, and not anointed. That is what it means to be brutish. Dry and unspiritual people cannot build a double mega missionary church. Without prayer, you become a brutish minister. People who lack the grace and the oil cannot build a large church. You are brutish when you have to use a lot of natural strength. Because there's no oil, you have to use brute 
us. Amen. Seeking the Lord, like Moses did, is what advances you in ministry. First Samuel chapter 12 and verse 6. First Samuel chapter 12 and verse 6. And Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron, and that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. Seeking the Lord is what advances you in the ministry. Pastors who do not seek the Lord do not move forward in the ministry. Many men of God do not wait on God. They have no time to seek the Lord's face. It was when Moses turned aside to the burning bush that his life changed. Turning aside from your normal activities to seek the Lord is what you need to build a mega church. Amen. So, prayer at all levels. Prayer at the level of the whole church. Huh? Prayer at the level of Basentes. At the level of the centers, Basenta centers. Prayer at the level of branches, missions. Prayer at the level of the individual member, the shepherd, the pastor. All night prayers, all kinds of prayers. I get what I'm saying. Must be organized in the church as a campaign. Can I have an amen? And I believe that yesterday we also spoke a lot about that. Is that not so? Then, first B, Basenta. Basenta proliferation campaign. A Basenta is a word coined for small groups that are brought to church by buses. A center can be defined as a branch church, a cell, a fellowship, a department, a unit, a prayer group, or a ministry in the church. Amen? In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 19, the scripture says, And if they were all one member, where were the body? Notice the scripture above. If your church does not have many subdivisions, which are brought to church on Sunday by buses. It has no substance. It is not a beautiful church. Your church can be beautifully adorned with many subdivisions, cells, branches, or basentes. Amen. So we must have basentes. And I want us to notice the definition of a basenta. Okay? A basenta is a word coin for small groups that are brought to church by buses. A basenta can be defined as a branch church. A cell, a fellowship, a department, a unit, a group, a prayer group, or a ministry in the church. Now, as we have implemented basentas or attempting, sometimes certain branch pastors are not too happy when their church has to be guarded. But notice that a basenta is defined as a branch church. So if your bishop 
decides that your branch is such that it should be guarded, please understand it and flow and don't become some way. Because we have seen things like that. I got what I'm saying. And on the other hand, the bishop must also be careful because you see, sometimes a thriving branch, well established, everything is in place. Do you get do you get it? Sometimes when you also gather it, because you see, we are trying to multiply and not to scatter. And where there is no balance, it's an abomination. So sometimes you have to think that should I gather this church? There's a senior pastor there. Maybe pastors. Very good income. Stable. Good meeting place. And all that. Sometimes it's too far from where you are. And when you gather it. Maybe it affects it. Do you see? So always we must have. We must apply wisdom. You cannot. You know one of the AOLs. Out of leadership. Um, skills. Okay, says that always miss grace with truth. You gain more followers. And then, and then, uh, uh, do not use power without wisdom and wisdom without power. Because unto us which believe, Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God and is the power of God. There must always be an interplay of power and wisdom in the ministry. I'm saying. Yes. Wisdom is needed. Power is needed. When Jesus uh, brought back the dead daughter of Jairus and she sat up, the next thing he says that give her something to eat. Wisdom brought back. A power brought back. Wisdom made sure that she continued. Because she had not eaten. We don't know how long she was dead. But in that state, the sugar levels were gone. Everything was gone. She would have gone back. Amen. All right. So the band is the Basentes. Basenta is simply eh, a place that a bus comes to collect a group of the church members. I get what I'm saying. And every shepherd must be able to organize one, to start one. How do you start a basenta? 
how do you start a bus center? You have to go and do person-to-person evangelism. Person-to-person evangelism means you go to the street and talk to people about Jesus Christ. One-on-one. You don't need to carry a big Bible. You don't need to quote a lot of scriptures. I get what I'm saying. Pray before you go. Pray before you go. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to people that he has prepared. Like the way in Acts chapter 16, the Holy Spirit led Paul and his friends to go to Macedonia. Where a woman called Lydia, her heart was prepared. And the Bible says when they were praying, you know, her heart, her heart was open. Pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Pray for boldness. It's not easy to do person-to-person evangelism. Dr. Cho, the pastor with the largest church in the world, says that he's afraid to go and do person-to-person alone. He's afraid. It's true. Because two are better than one. I still remember when we were growing up in this church, the prophet would organize us into buses and send us to different places. Then someone ran about. I remember that place. When we get down, they will move in twos. So Francis, do you remember? Yeah, we move in twos or threes. So pastors, you know, even you, the pastor, you are afraid. There's a convert that just started coming to church. And he and us is going that area. All the girls there. The girls she's supposed to go and witness to. But when they see him witnessing, they wonder, ah, what is he trying to do? So you combine people who are strong with new converts or people who are not too strong and then they learn. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Then you must always pray for people to give their life to Christ. Very important. Amen. How do you make sure that somebody has prayed to give him or herself to Christ? How? Romans chapter 10 8 and 9 or 9 and 10 9 and 10 Watch this. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So make sure that in leading them, make sure that this is followed, that they confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead. And they will be saved. Very important. 
Then the next thing is that write down the names. I'm showing you how to start a percent down. Because when we go, God willing, you know, when we go back, no. This Sunday we are going to have a meeting. Everybody here, we are going to pair you up. We're going to start up a center. Ah, is that what we are going to do? Yesterday we agreed that we share the burden. We should wait until two weeks. You will forget everything. Football here. No one at one. You have to write down their names. When you are writing down the names of your converts, there are certain things that are very important. Yeah. Many years ago, a group of Christians went out witnessing. And there was an experienced Christian who was watching them as they ministered to one particular person. When they finished and the person left, he asked them, have you won him? They said yes. So he asked, what is his name? Then they mentioned the name. Whatever it was, Emmanuel Mensah. Where does he live? P.O. Box 16. Haneshi. Then the experienced Christian said, you did not win him. Because you can't find him. When somebody tells you the name is Emmanuel Mensah, most times that is not how they call the person. So you have to ask the person, is there any other name that commonly people use? You understand it? The himself special. Oh, yeah, it's true. When you get there, it's an Apache J. Apache J. Apache J. Otherwise, you'll be surprised that when you get to the area, you are looking for Emmanuel Mesa. Emmanuel Mesa. They'll be calling people. So, oh, this area. Then maybe you you remember that when he's walking, he, 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 he goes like. Then a small boy, four years old. That is Apache Joe. Apache Joe. Even the small boy will go and bring him right now. Oh, God, so yeah, yes. Ah, people will be asking you. You say, well, Emmanuel Mensah. We don't know your name like that. So in writing people's name, find a common. Then in Ghana, let me straight myself to Ghana. Because maybe. You know, elsewhere is good. Especially those of those of you who are watching us from more international places. But in Ghana, location, where do you live? Number one, don't accept PO box. It doesn't work. Then ask questions. Draw a map, ask questions. Because you say that I live at uh, 
than Soman Akoko photo. When you get to Akoko photo, the signboard that is there, all right, turn right. There's a blue uh, kiosk. When you see the blue kiosk and you walk down a little, there's a watch cellar there. Just that place, that's where my house. The first problem is that the big signboard at Akuku Photo, the Accra Metropolitan Authority, three weeks ago went to do some exercise. They removed every traffic, every illegal signboard. Then that blue kiosk, three weeks ago, MTN went to see all the people and branded the kiosk in their colors, which is yellow. So when you get the every kiosk, it's yellow. And if you are fortunate and Somebody is able to show you that particular kiosk and you turn right. The watch seller eh, won American Visa Lottery. It's gone for about three months. So you see, listen, evangelism without proper follow-up and follow-up starts with writing names. It's useless. Write the names well. Get the data well. Amen. After that, as quickly as you can, visit your new convert. You get it? Yeah. And incorporate the new convert into your bus center. The next day, send a person to church. Can we all do that? Can we all do Can you start a bus center? Uh, you can clap your hands for yourselves. Yes. Then on Sunday, you are bringing the people in your bus center in a bus. One bus center. One bus. One bus center, one bus. Amen. Next B, Basonta. Basonta. A Basonta is another word coined for the small groups that work only on Sundays and are brought to church by buses. A Basonta can be defined as a branch church, a cell, a fellowship, a department, a unit, a prayer group, or a ministry in the church that works only on Sundays. There are many people in a church that can only contribute to God's work on a Sunday. This is a formidable group whose contribution must be recognized, accepted, and encouraged. You must develop basontas in the church. The basonta army are the Sunday workers. Not everyone will be able to come to church on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday. There are those who would only show up on Sundays, and you must make the most of them. You must encourage basontas in your church, and you will have numerous buses bringing 
Sunday workers to church to receive from the word of God. Amen. So the Basantes are the groups that work on Sundays. The choir, the ashes, uh, media, eh? dancing stars, communion stars, fame stars, eh? airport stars, welcoming stars. Did you get it? Yeah. And, and they work on Sundays. After that, that's it. But center leaders work during the week, doing outreaches, visitations, you know, and all that. Holding by center meetings or center services and all that. Basantas are on Sunday. And especially target people who come to church only on Sunday. Yes. I got what I'm saying. Are we going to do that? Yes. The next B is Batenta. So we have Basenta proliferation, Basonta proliferation, and Batenta. And the word proliferation means increasing. Producing more. Creating more. Reproducing more. Bringing up more. So as the, the, the months are going by, your basentes, your basontes, your patentes must all be increasing. Should be increasing. What do you think? Patenta. And I'm going to teach you a song. And then we'll take a short break. A batenta is yet another way coined for small groups that are brought to church by taxis. A bartender can be defined as any individuals or groups within the church, whether a cell, a fellowship, a department, a unit, a prayer group, or ministry that have to be gathered into the service through taxis, Uber, or any other such service. There are wealthy members who can sponsor a taxi to pick up members. You must encourage bartenders in your church and you have numerous sponsored taxis or any other such means bringing people to church to receive the word of God. The idea is that apart from, you know, small buses and all that, you can have other means. Eh? Yeah? And I think you have to be adaptable because where you are, there are no taxis even. They are motorbikes. There are these new, this and that have come. Eh? I think in India they call them what? No, in, in, in India, rickshaw. Rickshaw. 
Rickshaw. Rickshaw is an international name. But depending on your country, like in Ghana, we have what? Eh? Pragya. We have Aboboya. Eh? Why is uh, Bishop Harry? What do you use there? Yellow, yellow. What is that? That's like what you're describing, but we call it yellow, yellow. How many, how many people sit in it? Uh, three or four, but you can squeeze five. Yeah. Oh, but recently I went somewhere and I saw this rickshaw. And the people put uh, um, uh, screens. Yeah. Yeah, like TV screens, something. I mean, hey. I mean, your new convert who normally walks. And that's what you have. Even because of that, a person will come to church every time. The idea is that let's use all means and try not for it to be expensive to bring the people to church. Is that a good idea? Today is the last day. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor Kaswa. Please note our service times. Sunday, 9.30 a.m., Jesus Encounter Service. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884. Or zero five four three two eight nine two eight nine. God bless you.